When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Pittsburgh Steelers lost their worst game of the season to the 2-10 Cardinals, who are out 3-10, 24-10 in a bad loss at Acrisure Stadium. They now sit at 7-5, still in the playoff race. But what went so wrong when everything seemed like it should have gone so right? We'll explore that on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Ray Fittipato. As I said, we're both from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Find all our written work at post-gazette.com and get all of our shows from the Post-Gazette Sports, whether it's on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content that comes out from all of our writers across the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and as always, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Whether you're in, whether you're in the North Shore to just take take in a game, or you're just there to just to get a good time at a great bar, that's where Mike's Beer Bar comes in hand. It's right across the street from PNC Park on Federal Street. They have over 20 televisions where you can even reserve tables with a game specified that you want to watch on a on a certain TV. Whether it's whether it's college basketball, college football, NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever you want. You can get it right at Mike's Beer Bar. They have over 500 different available beers. 300 of those are local. 80 of those local beers available on tap. More on Mike's later. Ray, Steelers fans are going to probably want to drink every one of those 500 beers after the after that loss to the Cardinals because it was terrible. And there's no side that can feel good about this loss. Like there's some of those some of the losses this year for the Steelers. The defense can say, "Hey, we at least came in and did what we were supposed to do." Not when you allow 24 points and uh to, to to the to the Cardinals, you allow over 150 yards after all of your your rushing def- defensive performances so that, "Hey, they've turned they might have turned the corner. They were shutting things down." James Conner goes for over 100, gets two touchdowns, um and everything just looked like it fell apart. What Led to, even special teams was bad. Miles Killebrew, who had been an ace for them for years, had three penalties in special teams. Chris Boswell missed 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 a gimme field goal. What to you seemed like the reason for such a letdown performance in a game where if they win that game, they're eight and four. They're tied with the Chiefs in a game back of the Ravens in the AFC North, which is also the one seed right now. Yeah, I mean, just a big missed opportunity. And when when you look at it, uh, that game yesterday, Chris, it's just. It was everything. It was the totality of bad special teams, bad offense, bad defense, bad coaching. Um, I don't. I, I cannot recall in all the years that I've been covering the Steelers 
um, a game where they played as bad as they did um, on Sunday. And especially when you put forth that type of performance at home against a reeling football team. So um, I don't know. You know, I, th- I thought the offense got off to a good start. Um, their inability to punch it in the end zone on that first drive maybe set the tone. But, you know, it was just more the same for the offense. And then, you know, probably the most disappointing aspect in a lot of ways was, you know, the defense and giving up that 99-yard drive um, right after you get stopped on the one. The Cardinals had four plays of 15 yards or more on that drive, Mm -hmm. five for five on third down conversions. And, you know, to me, that just kind of set the tone for, for the rest of that football game. So, uh, you know, more of the same from the offense, but uh, I guess we've come to expect that. I, I guess the, the more surprising thing was the defense's inability to step up and, you know, make a play that, you know, would eventually get them back into that football game. That just never happened. Yeah, uh, th- that, that was the thing was this team was supposed to at some point, uh, you know, find a way to have someone stand up and make a play uh, to, to get like. I think that's been the biggest thing is that the Steelers have had somebody kind of make the play that kind of wakes everyone else up, whether it's TJ Watt, whether it's been Cam Hayward, uh, even before Landon Roberts, I think, made a lot of those plays. And certainly he wasn't available in this game, but there needed to be somebody. Make of Fitzpatrick was back, granted, granted he broke his hand, um, but there wasn't that moment where everyone could, where there was that one person or anybody who stepped up and said, hey, we're not going to let this happen today. And there's a lot of times that you can point to it. And we'll definitely look at the defense. I want to look at the defense later because not just third downs on that drive, but third downs overall were terrible for them. But let's let's go to the offense because I think that's where everyone wants to kind of focus on right now because uh, that's where we always focus on with, 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 with this team. Kenny Pickett was 7 of 10 for 70 yards uh, in, in this game uh, before he gets hurt. But yet again, he gets hurt. It's a, it's his other ankle that gets injured because I think it was his right ankle this time, the left ankle la- the last time. And now he's in a walking boot. And uh, our guy Jerry Dulac says that he's out for two to four weeks because he's getting surgery on, on Monday. Um, and then Mitch Trubisky comes in. He goes 11 of 17 for 117 yards and a touchdown. And that looks nice on paper. But a lot of that came when the Steelers were down 24-10 or 24-3. And the Cardinals are just backing off because they're like, well, we, we don't need to do that much, much in this game. Ray, to me, I feel I feel like a lot of the same problems that people heaped on Matt Canada's shoulders popped up again in, the, in this game, especially uh, when it came to trying to find any rhythm offensively. Yeah, listen, I, I thought Kenny was good on the first drive. I thought the play calling was good on the first drive. I thought they, they kept the Cardinals off balance. They kind of did some things against the grain, you know, when it comes to formation and stuff like that, um, kind of going against tendencies. And, um, you know, they, they went down there and they kicked a field goal. And then on the ensuing four drives when Kenny was healthy, um, it just wasn't good. You know, he had an illegal formation that wiped out a run. Um, you know, I thought Kenny had a chance to take a deep shot with Pickens. He held the ball. Um, you know, the, the play calling, the, you know, throwing short of the sticks on that wide receiver screen, to Deontay Johnson. I mean, it was just, it, it was looking very much like it, it It did before Matt Canada was fired. I, I guess we shouldn't be all that surprised. I, you know, I think last week everything came together, um, you know, yards wise, they still couldn't punch it in the end zone as, as often as they wanted to. Um, but we're still dealing with the Matt Canada playbook. I mean, there's only so much that these coaches and players can do 
outside of the original concepts that, that were in Matt's, Matt's playbook. So um, maybe people jumped to too many conclusions. Maybe people thought they turned a corner last week. I, I, I just think it's going to be a slog from here through the rest of the season. And if they make it into the postseason, they're going to have to win with defense and special teams. I don't think this offense is ever going to turn it around this year. I think they have to wipe the slate clean, rip up everything they're doing and go in a different direction. It certainly looks that way. I mean, again, like it, like if there was momentum to be built, it was the, it was this game. They had 400 yards last week against the Bengals, just 16 points, but still the 400 yards were what what, what everyone was waiting for, and there was all the signs. And then, again, you came out in this game, you started off hot, you were throwing the ball down the seams, and then it seems like one thing can derail this team, and, and it can be one thing from so many different directions. And if one thing goes bad, there's not enough other good things on the offense that can pick it pick it up. Whereas, like as the defense, I feel like there's there's games where if one thing goes bad, there's other elements of it that can pick itself up. But that's the problem with this offense. There's no there's no way to galvanize and get get through those tough moments. Uh, you know, Mason Cole misses a block on third down on the first drive of the game, and that kind of kills the, the the first red zone possession, and they end up with three points. Uh, then he has bad snaps all throughout the game that hurt them on in, in other points, and there wasn't enough there. Um, and then on top of this. You know, you get the run game going, and then you can't use it. You know, Najee Harris, sixteen of sixty-three for 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 three point nine yards per carry. Jalen Warren, nine of fifty-nine for six point six. You know, both those guys were going, and I'd say a lot of those, like a lot of Najee Harris's uh, negative yards came once the Cardinals realized, oh wait, they're not going to be able to throw the ball well right now. Let's 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 get back to just crushing the line of scrimmage, and that kind of took away the space for that to happen. Um, I feel that you know a lot of people on. Hey, they should have been running the ball more um, later in the game. But I feel like once once the Steelers went down multiple scores, I feel like they they knew that they needed to do try to catch something you know off guard to hit a big play or get something going in the passing game, and that led to not being able to run the ball. But when they had everything going their way, it seemed like they did not at least get get the guys going in the ways that uh, that that have sparked the run game of late and that's that was a big problem with this one like for example fourth and goal on the one um they try to you know hand up out of the shotgun uh behind mason cole mason cole gets stood up uh and they can't get the one yard but in my my opinion i'm like look if you're gonna go up the middle you got to qb sneak it so you're just trying to get get that one yard the easier way or you go behind not mason cole who's been one of your worst offensive linemen but maybe run it behind broderick jones or someone else who can who, who you can say hey we're, we're trusting the, the, this guy and maybe James Daniels, who've been really good offensive linemen for the Steelers, to, to at least win that spot. And that way, Najee Harris isn't running into some in the back into the back of li- offensive linemen who are getting blown up on the play. Yeah, I would agree. I, I thought it was unimaginative, um, probably too predictable. I mean, sometimes in those situations, Chris, you have to give yourself uh, give yourself an option, right? Maybe a quarterback rollout. You can run it. You could throw it. And, uh, you know, maybe that was Mitch's first play and they just didn't feel comfortable doing that. But, you know, I, I thought the Cardinals, um, you know, really saw that coming. And I, I thought Mike Sullivan got away from the run too early. They were having a lot of success. I thought they could have taken the life out of that defense if they would have just hammered them earlier in the game. And instead they were trying to pass. And, you know, once the Cardinals recognized that they could bring pressure and that Kenny wouldn't recognize it, and Kenny couldn't make any plays when he was pressured, then you saw them coming downhill in a lot of predictable um, running situations, you know, first and 10, coming downhill, linebackers not respecting anything else except the run. And uh, really after the first quarter, maybe quarter and a half, 
I thought the Cardinals defense did a pretty good job against the Steelers running game. So, you know, just kind of got got away from the Steelers pretty much in all aspects yesterday. But I, I think players and coaches were involved in that. I, you know, for as well and for as much praise as we heaped on Mike Sullivan um, in the first week, I didn't think his play calling was very good on Sunday. Uh, certainly, we, we'll talk about the defensive side of the ball and where the Steelers need to be going from here. Just, just a little, and just a little bit more on the North Shore Drive podcast and the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Uh, Chris Carter and Ray Fittipato talking with you on a Monday morning here. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Head down to the North Shore. When you do, go to it's right on Federal Street, across the street from PNC Park. Over twenty televisions to watch any sports game that you want. And when you get there, you can try one of their five hundred different available beers. Three hundred of those being local beers, and eighty of those local beers being available on. Tab and they're all different kinds. Whether you want a light beer, whether you want a stout, an IPA, a porter, they even have all these different flavors of sour beer. So if you want to try something, this is the time to try it, especially with winter here. Things are getting colder. You can try all the Christmas beers that they're going to have available. And there are always new ones coming in every single week because they're updating the menu with new options from all around Western Pennsylvania and beyond. So go into Mike's Beer Bar today. It's the best experience you'll get for a bar. And you can also get great meals like their steak on a stone where you get your choice cut of steak brought to you on a heated stone. Every time you cut off a piece, you press it into that stone and you choose how well done you want that piece of your, of your steak every single time. It's such an amazing option. I'm telling you, you won't regret going there. Go to Mike's Beer Bar, the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. And when you get there, tell him Chris sent you. We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipaldo, breaking down the Steelers' terrible 24-10 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Ray, everything went wrong in this game, and that includes the defense. I did not think there was any way. I thought if the if the Cardinals found a way to win this game, it's because the Steelers turned the ball over a lot, and they had one turnover, and the Steelers' defense didn't create any, sure. But I thought it was because the offense kept putting the defense in bad spots, and they didn't, and they did, and they had short fields, and it was just like a quick score, you know, here on like a fluky play. But that's not what happened in this game. The, the Cardinals went ten of seventeen, and really ten of sixteen, because one of those third downs was there was a kneel down at the end of the game. So ten of sixteen on third downs. And I looked at that and I'm like, man, like that's the situational football that Mike Tomlin always talks about being needing to win. That's where I go back and I talk about, you know, them, them needing to, to be prepared for what the Cardinals were trying to do. And it looked like at some points they even were, they had a guy in the right spot, but they would just flop down in the, in the wrong, in the wrong situation, whether it was the touchdown allowed to Trey McBride, whether it was some of the runs they had where uh, Michael Walker or Mark Robinson were in position to make a play and they just didn't. Uh, and granted those two guys are fourth and fifth stringers for a reason, I guess, but still th- there were opportunities for this defense to make the plays that would have kept this game in check and given the offense a chance to respond and win. And they just didn't. Yeah, I mean, you said 10 to 16, probably should have been 11 and 16. Rondell Moore oh, yeah. on a third and 14 dropped. It, it would have been a walk-in touchdown, Chris. I mean, he dropped it at the five-yard line. He would have waltzed into the end zone. So um, I don't understand. And, you know, Terrell Austin talked about this on Thursday. And it's been a season-long problem. He obviously doesn't have the answers because he kind of threw his up, arms up on Thursday when, when um, you know, he was being interviewed about it. They cannot stop the big plays this year. And, um, you know, I know we're talking about a, a play that was um, eventually an incomplete pass, but I think it's it's really a symptom of what's ailed them all season. You know, you you used to – when the Steelers would have third and seven or more, 
you really felt like they were going to step up and maybe get mm-hmm. a sack or a turnover. Now when it's third or seven and more or, or more, I don't have any confidence that they're going to make a stop because there's so yeah. many holes um, in that defense. And they're, they're attacked so easily. Quarterbacks sit back there, have plenty of time um, uh, to make plays. I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm sure it's frustrating for them because I know it's frustrating for fans to sit back and watch that, that defense play the way it has, um, you know, on third, third downs this year. So, you know, for as well as they've done pressuring quarterbacks and creating turnovers, um, the big plays against um, have been an issue all season, and they were certainly an issue um, against the Cardinals on Sunday. And, and that's something to talk, to look at there because, you know, you look at the Steelers and the way that they've been, been there because, you know, their, th- their third down defense right right now this year, it's like very much in the, in the middle part of the league. They're allowing 40% uh, conversions on, on third downs. And it's been such a mixed bag because they've had games where they've looked pretty good. On, on, on third downs. I mean, just last week, the Bengals were two of 10 on third downs, and that was a huge part of, of them being able to, to, to get that win. Um, you know, you go back, even their loss to the Browns, the Browns were four of 17 on, on third downs. Um, so, you know, they, they, you know, they, they found ways. And I mean, heck, I got to say that, you know, uh, there's, there's their, their win over the Packers looks that much more impressive with the Packers, the way they were able to beat up on the chiefs on us uh, on Sunday, on Sunday night. Um, and they're the only team in the last six weeks to beat, or the last yeah, the last five weeks to beat the Packers. Um, so like they've they've had their ups and their up moments, but this was just a complete down moment for the Steelers defense. And that's where I, I think people need to find answers. Um, I, I certainly think part of it is you know, people one thing that people don't talk about enough when it comes to football is communication. And the linebacker position being key to that, especially trying to get information across and get checks and adjustments across to everyone across the board. And I've, I've, I've said this before, but the reason why Mark Robinson doesn't doesn't get more reps is because I don't think he's good at that part of the game. And when he was in there, that's where you saw a lot of the miscues happen, because when Landon Roberts was in the defense. They were doing what they were supposed to do. They were stuffing the run. They were in the right places. They were coming from the right angles. Uh, they were limiting the passing game. And then as soon as he went out, that's when a lot of the breakdowns started to happen. And I thought, like, Michael Walker, 10 tackles, he w- he was able to help in that regard. He was at least able to, like, you know, be he can be a, a solid, like, backup that comes up and makes number two linebacker plays. But they're, that, they're, they, need, they need somebody in the middle of that defense who can at least coordinate things and at least be a veteran who can keep things on the same page. Landon Roberts was that. They were hoping Cole Holcomb could be that. They were hoping Juan Alexander could be that. All three of those guys were gone. I think that was a huge problem that, that, that they could not find a way to address. And I think it's something that the Steelers need to find an answer for right away. If, if, uh, if Landon Roberts can't get back for Thursday night football against the Patriots, they're going to be in the same spot, they, and they and they don't have anyone on the roster. They have Miles Jack, who they brought back, but he just got back and he was on a couch recently. Um, they had the other guy that they recently just signed, who was a healthy scratch in this game. And now you're wondering what do you what do you do here at linebacker, which has been a key part of why the Steelers have been so much better against the run this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, maybe we shouldn't be surprised that there are communication issues or that you know the the Kyler Murray was picking on Michael Walker in coverage yesterday. I mean, you saw what the Cardinals were doing with their tight ends. Um, you know, it was just an issue. Michael Walker, for having 10 tackles, he also missed a tackle on that 19-yard run, um, you know, on that two-minute drive right before halftime when they had that 15-play, 99-yard drive. So, um, listen, Michael Walker wasn't even on, on this team in October, Chris. Yeah. Um, 
Mark Robinson, they did everything they could to keep him off the field up until Sunday. Um, you know, I guess if you want to look on the bright side, Blake Martinez has been here for two weeks now. Um, he was a healthy scratch yesterday. I guess he, he was a healthy scratch because he doesn't play special teams at this point in his career, but um, I'm sure he'll be up on Thursday, you know, with Roberts having a, a soft, uh, soft tissue injury on a short week. There's no way he's going to play. So I would imagine it's going to be Blake Martinez and Michael Walker. And maybe that, uh, maybe that, uh, you know, since Blake Martinez is more of a veteran, maybe he'll be the hub of communication instead of Walker. I'm not sure how that's going to work, but um, they've just been decimated by injuries at that position. And, um, you know, I I think it's probably inevitable that there are going to be communication issues and really performance issues, because like I said, those guys, or either practice squad or special teams players until they were hit by all these injuries. Yeah, I think that there's there's certainly there. I mean, you even saw guys like TJ Watt stepping in on special teams and then getting hurt on special teams because they were just running out of bodies there. And that's that's something that that I think has certainly become a problem for the Steelers and something that, that that's certainly playing a factor into it. But even when you are, you need guys to find – again, this is where I go back to my original point. You need guys to find a way to step up. You need and you needed somebody to say, "Hey, not on my watch." This is the game that you know. Alex Highsmith, they paid him the money. He got a, one and a half sacks in this game, but they needed him to be to be someone that could step up in in, in the right moments. You needed Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Devontae KZ, someone to be the guy to be like, "Hey, guys, not this week. We got to find a way to keep it to keep it together and, and and hold that line." And that didn't happen this game. And without that happening in this game, it doesn't mean that this whole season is doomed. But it opens up big questions about how resilient can this team be. I think they've been resilient at different parts of this year, this season. But again, you now you're sitting at seven and five. You're still in, in a in a dogged dogged uh, uh, wild card fight, and you got some key games. Now these these are key games coming up. They could have afforded to drop one of these last one of these last five games here and still been in a good position. Now you're in a position where you don't have to win all of them because you win all of them, and you're probably winning the division at twelve and five. But if you if if you lose Three of them, you risk putting yourself in a position to miss the playoffs yet again with a nine with a nine and eight season. That's where we think that's where the Steelers could be if they don't handle their business. And I want to talk with Ray more about what the actually does need to happen in these final weeks for the Steelers moving forward because there's there seems like a lack of direction right now that is trending upwards for either unit on this team. We'll talk about that and more here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, but first. We'll remind you, this show is brought to you by Savinas, Kane and Gallucci. They're mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers who have over 85 years of experience. Just give them a call now for a free consultation. That's Savinas, Kane and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co. We're buying tickets to your favorite events. Shouldn't be stressful because GameTime is the app that's fast and easy to download right to your phone. And then it makes it fast and easy to buy tickets for all the favorite events that you'll want to go to, whether it's sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. If you ever had to buy tickets for an event and you're running behind, you're looking for scalpers on the street to give you great deals, well, Oftentimes you can get scammed because scalpers sometimes have fake tickets. Sometimes they have the worst tickets with the worst views. And sometimes you feel like you overpaid for what you're buying on the street. That's where game time comes in to help you because game time will always get you the best prices and they'll always get you, get you a chance to see what the actual view is from your seat. So you're not getting scammed out, out of your money. Download the game time app right from your phone today. And if next time that you're running late to an event or you haven't gotten tickets for a big event that you're going to, you can use game time, look up the best prices, pick your seat and have it ready to go right on your phone when you walk into the arena and 
the game time app have with the best price guarantee allows you to see that hey if you find tickets for the same section of row for less somewhere else game time credit to 110 percent of the difference so snag this snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code pittpit for 20 dollars off your first purchase or go to their website gametime.co terms and conditions apply create an account and redeem code pittpit for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. We're talking all things Steelers here after this. Now, here's the thing, Ray. After that loss, I look at the Steelers' positioning. They and it's it's a bad loss. This is not excusing the loss or, or, or of it in any way, but they still are sitting in the five seed of the AFC playoff race as both the Browns, uh, the Browns lost. And now the Colts did, did the, 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 the Texas, the Texans won and the Colts won. So they're both at seven and five. They've now caught the Steelers, but due to those tie due to tiebreakers, the Steelers still hold on to the five seed and they still have everything in front of them. They, they face a, they face a bad Patriots team at home this upcoming, this upcoming week. It makes that road game against the Colts vital in two weeks. Uh, then they get the Bengals at, at home and then they have their on the road against the Seahawks who haven't looked great this year. And then they get their rematch with the Ravens in week 18 on, on the road there. I still, but I, I look at this team and I say, Hey, everything's still in front of them, but this was their chance to show that they could be a consistent team this year. And there were times where, hey, the Steelers looked like they were putting things together. They were they, they were able to get get some wins that kind of gave them a chance to kind of look look better at, at, at times. You know, there was a, a period where they had won four out of five against the Ravens, Rams, Titans and Packers and lost one to the Jaguars where you can see that everything was looking good. But now you've lost two out of your last three. And to teams that weren't that impressive, the Browns uh, with a really good defense, but with a rookie quarterback, and then the Cardinals with one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. And now you're kind of sitting at a place where they got to choose what team they want to be. They have to prove what team they want to be. And if they don't, this team risks of falling apart. And that would be the first time I think that Mike Tomlin has truly lost a locker room. Because, you know, when people talk about losing locker rooms, I'm like, okay, but I've seen teams actually lose locker rooms. Like when there's a four win season and guys are just giving up all over the place. The Steelers have always at least fought. And that's, that's why when people talk about no losing seasons for Mike Tomlin, that's a sign that, Hey, even when things are going bad, like when you have duck Hodges at quarterback, the Steelers find a way to be competitive. But this is, this is a situation where, and several times of those years, they found a way to push through, have get the wins necessary to keep them above, above that Mendoza line and say, Hey, Let's get to the point where we need to be so that we can keep our core together and keep pushing and have something to look forward to next year. What's the biggest thing the Steelers need to do to to maintain to, to have something like that in the final five games of the season? Yeah, Chris. I mean, one more thing about the playoff picture. I guess the only saving grace about that loss is that it came to an NFC team. Yes. Um, and that's, you know, tiebreakers and, and all that stuff, conference record. That That's the only good thing about, uh, you know, what transpired yesterday. Uh, to me, you know, with Mitch Trubisky starting, I would say at least the next two games and, and likely more, um, they have to go back to their formula where you lean on your defense and you uh, just control the offense. You don't want to turn the ball over. And that's going to be especially the case on Thursday. I mean, for say whatever you want about the Patriots, um, but they're being ridiculed because of their offense. Their defense is actually pretty good. Yeah. They're, I mean, it's it's kind of like 
two, you know, they have the worst offense of the, in the in the league, and maybe you know a top top five, top seven defense. So um, this game on Thursday, if the Steelers turn the ball over or if they get crappy punting again, they're going to have some issues because all the Patriots have to do is maybe score nine or twelve points to, to win that game on Thursday. Yep. Uh, the way it's going for the Steelers' offense, so count on your defense. Do something about the punting. You know, try try to play the special teams game. That's another issue, Chris. All the hidden yardage and special teams. Mm. You know that uh, Gillikin, the Cardinals punter. I mean, he was excellent. He set the steel. Uh, he set the Cardinals up with good field position all day, and the Steelers never had that because Presley Harvin was just so inconsistent. So that's not new. Yeah, I mean, I know what the formula is, but I don't really have any real confidence that the Steelers can execute it. Um, you know, unless we go back to like week two and defense is scoring touchdowns and that's how they're going to win games. But um, they just have to lean on their defense and play mistake-free uh, mistake free football on offense. And I think they'll be in that game Thursday night. But, you know, once again, you have to find ways to, to score points and, and win it at the end too. And, uh, you know, the Steelers have been very inconsistent in that vein all season. And to your point about the Patriots, well, someone might look at their total points on the year, and they've given up 21.2 points per game at 16th. The Steelers are still uh, sixth in the NFL with 19.1. But the Patriots are on a historic run, and it's not historically great uh, uh, for the whole team, but for the defense, they have allowed 10 or less points in three straight games, Ray. The problem is they've lost all three of those games. That hasn't happened to a team since 1948. That is where uh, the, the Patriots and that, but they, that's where I think the Patriots and the Steelers, it's, it's, it's going to be two teams that are trying to win very similar ways, probably in the, in this game where both teams are going to be looking to play mistake free football and offense and dominate on defense. And the question will be, who can be the team? Who can be the player? Who can be the team that, that sets the tone first with a big defensive play? And, you know, you could look at, the Steelers offense and say like, man, what, what chance do they have? But you look at the Patriots offense and they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be for this game. And Steelers at least have the advantage of that with Mitch Trubisky. And I feel like Mitch Trubisky, you, he's been in these situations before late last year, they needed him to play, I believe it was against the Panthers. And they had a game where uh, very similarly it was on the road. He came in, did just enough and allowed the rest of the team to kind of do what they do. He can fit that format. They, that's how they beat the Bengals last year. Um, but you need that defense to get back to being dominant. And like you said, it can't, it can't give up third downs in key situations. You have to get back to getting in the backfield regularly. You have to create turnovers, uh, and you can't give up the big plays. And that's where if the Steelers do that to the Patriots, all of a sudden they'll be 7-6 and six after blowing two huge home games to yeah. teams that they absolutely should have been crushing. And they're in a position where they've kind of fumbled the bag on their way to having a chance. I mean, Ray, if they handle their business, Against the, and I, I keep pointing this out to people to show, like, I'm not saying that they are the caliber of being the best in the NFL, but if they had handled their business and beaten the Browns with a touchdown or any points on any of their, their seven second half drives after Jalen Warren's touchdown against the Browns, and they beat the Cardinals this week against a very beatable team, yeah. they'd be nine and three right now and, and tied with the Ravens for the one seed. And in fact, they'd have the one seed because they'd have the tiebreaker over the Ravens. Now, tonight, the Jaguars play, and I expect them to beat the, the, the Bengals, and then that would propel the Jaguars ahead of them. But that's the opportunity that's been missed by just winning these very winnable games. And that's where, again, this comes back down to, can Mike Tomlin 
get this team to beat the beatable teams that are right in front of them because these are not world beaters the Steelers are facing. That shows me this is not about as much as the team that they're facing. It's about the Steelers not beating themselves. And on a short week, Chris, when you lose to an inferior opponent the way they did, and you know, Micah yep. Fitzpatrick said after the game, that's a team that we should beat by a lot of points. You know doubt is creeping into their minds. I mean, you yep. know, even though the defense had a, had a bad game on Sunday, you know the defense deep down, and they're not going to say this to us, but deep down they're thinking offense isn't going to do it, guys, right? I mean, that's you, you know that's how they feel. So um, Mike Tomlin has to find a way to turn it around. And I haven't looked at this stat recently, but I, last time I looked at it, Steelers were one of the worst teams in the league. First quarter, first half scoring. I mean, it's, mm. it's just – it's abysmal. And when yeah. you play decent football early and you don't get points or you don't have a lead commensurate with the way you played, it just sets a bad tone for your football team. So – Mike's got to do something here in these next three days to make sure the team gets off to a better start. And we're, we're talking about the offense here. He's got to find a way to get the offense in sync and in rhythm where they're scoring touchdowns early in games and not settling for field goals or not scoring at all. To me, that's that's the number one issue they have to fix. And uh, it's going to be tough on a short week, but uh, we'll see if he can do it. The Steelers currently, to your point, rank 30th in the NFL with 6.5 first half points per game that is just ahead of the new England Patriots who are five to a 5.8. So Ray, we're in for a great game Thursday night. It's going to be a baseball score and everyone's it's going to be, this is going to be as miserable as that bears Vikings game that everyone was complaining about last Monday. Amazon ought to put this game in like grainy black and white, make it look like the 1940s. Cause that's what we're going to see. That is that that is the football we're we're due for. We'll keep you covered here on the North Shore Drive podcast from Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Mike Tomlin talks on Monday because it's a short week with the Thursday. So stay tuned for that. We'll have our guys at the facility breaking, you know, covering all things there. We'll talk to players uh, as well on Monday, and then of course getting you ready all throughout the week for the short week against against the New England Patriots, a key game for the Steelers to stay in the playoff race. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipaldo, we'll keep you covered here on the North Shore Drive podcast all season long. Check out our work on the on the North Shore Drive podcast on your favorite app, uh, your favorite podcasting app that you can download right to your phone as well as the uh, on youtube like this video if you enjoy it subscribe to this channel and get all of your daily uh episodes on all things pittsburgh sports from all of our different writers we'll be back wednesday with more here on the north shore drive podcast chris carter ray Fittipato. thanks for for riding with us thank you for tuning in to another episode of the north shore drive podcast from the pittsburgh post gazette if you watch this video on youtube please like the video and subscribe to our channel For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com.